Blog Talk Radio. Again, Crystal Silence League Hour, uh, episode 201, isn't it? 201's an interesting number. <clears throat> I don't know why, it just seems it is 201. I just like saying that. I hope everyone's doing well. Take a moment, just take a deep breath, uh, and ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I doing right now? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. We're doing well here uh, in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, isn't it? strange how much the world has changed you think back six weeks ago and think about now when you go out you know with the the mask tied around your face and the rubber gloves on and uh you see the streets uh, uh very sparsely populated and uh you may go run your errands and a lot of it's just you call ahead and they bring it out to you or you maybe you go into a business uh to pick something up and uh, uh, some of the places here they let you in five or five or six people at a time and uh, uh, like Home Depot I've uh, called in some orders paint and hardware and wood and uh, I've gone by to pick it up and uh, people stand in line they have tape on the ground uh, where you stand uh, several feet apart and they let you in just a few at a time and you go pick out your hardware uh, that you need as uh, some of you may know if you're keeping up <laughs> like I know many of you hang on with bated breath on my every move, but uh, some of you may know that I'm finally uh, fixing the third chapel building 
of my three. Uh, up to now, last year it was mostly storage because I was recovering from a heart surgery. Uh, now I'm a hale and hearty bull of a man. Uh, so uh, we're uh, fixing that building up. It's the uh, Temple of St. Germain. That's the Kohan St. Germain, master of the Violet Ray, not me. No, no relation to me uh, that I know of. Although I heard the Count St. Germain did get around in the day. So maybe I am. Maybe I'm descended from him. I don't know. But Temple of St. Germain, and uh, one part of it will be devoted to the uh, Crystal Silent Shrine, which someday may be home headquarters of the Crystal Silence League, uh, perhaps, speculation of that. And um, at some point, I will be broadcasting my show from that place, and uh, I'll be putting pictures up as we get it finished. We've got the interior of it mostly painted at this point. Um, I will tell you that we have really been moving on this project once we decided to uh, get it started. The uh, ceiling is painted, the floor is painted, the walls are being painted and the uh, decor will be going in uh, by my plans by uh, this coming weekend. So, because by now I know how to set up a chapel. I've, I've done it twice now. I know how to do that. That's what's happening here. The, uh, how much the, how much society has changed. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a picture, a client of mine sent me a picture of uh, Times Square, almost deserted. It's like you see in the movies. It's, it's, a little scary. So how are we going to deal with this? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, ways to fortify yourself. I know many people are not dealing well with this. Um, some people are. Uh, some are not. A lot of people are using humor to get through it, and that's what we like to see. Behind that humor, I see some uh, desperation, uh, some hysteria and stuff, and that, that concerns me. But let's uh, talk about some other stuff before we get to all that. The Crystal Silence League, as some of you know, was founded around 1917 by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, uh, a magical adept who started the league for the purpose of projecting positive thoughts and affirmation to all those who need it. And now more than ever, eh? And uh, when he passed away into the silence uh, around 1954, uh, he took the... Uh, league with him and uh, until around uh, I guess 2007 or so uh, according to my when was this according to my notes here I have that information right here 2009 magical adepts of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches brought it back to life on the web at www.crystalsilenceleague.com Org. You know, actually, it was, it was gifted to us. Uh, you know, there's a gentleman who had it. He owned it, and it was just kind of parked there, and then he gifted it to us and then uh, turned it over to us. And uh, we have a newsletter and archives there for your enjoyment. And we have uh, the Crystal Silence League show archived, uh, all 200 episodes of it. And uh, you can also see them on, on my website, too, you know, uh, johnsg.com they're archived there as well and they're over on the uh, lucky mojo uh, forum they're archived in many places um, and uh, we also have a prayer uh, page there where you can post your prayers and we'll pray for you and prayer is always free at the crystal silence league we have an excellent gift shop where you can buy books on crystal gazing and uh, 
New Thought and uh, buy crystals of all sorts. And if you buy something from us, you get a year's membership. That's how you, people say, how do I join? Well, you buy something, basically, or you make a donation, and you get a year's membership. That's how you join. You, you support us financially. And uh, it, it costs money. Come on. It costs money to maintain uh, the blog talk shows. It costs money to maintain the websites. Uh, it costs money to maintain all of this. And uh, we exist by the gift shop and by your donations. That's how it works. Every Everything that we do, we do on a volunteer basis. And... Uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it costs money to physically maintain the existence of this organization. So nobody gets paid for doing this. Truly, we don't. The labor of love. I don't. I don't get paid for doing this. Yeah, I've done it. Two hundred one episodes now. That's two hundred one hours of my time. And you know, we do it because we love doing it. Uh, let's talk about our stone of the week, which is sulfur quartz. Did you ever hear of that? It's a basically sulfur. It is truly sulfur. It's not named, you know, like lemon quartz doesn't have lemon in it, right? Uh, 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 smoky quartz doesn't have smoke. Sulfur quartz actually does have sulfur in it. It's it's sulfur that grew uh, around the quartz crystals as it um, cooled, and it's in it. So you actually get qualities of sulfur and quartz and uh, uh you know sulfur is used a lot in magic it's used in alchemy and in magic anyway so uh you got a powerful crystal here sulfur is an explosive substance uh it's it's an energizing substance uh that's used a lot in uh spell work uh in jinxing a lot but also in removing uh negative thoughts emotions and barriers you know sulfur is an ingredient in goofer dust you know, if you're doing jinxing. So uh, it's a very versatile element. Um, uh, it can act like a uh, a burst of sunlight in discharging old uh, negative uh, energies, but also in breaking up old patterns, uh, old habit patterns. And um, it's uh, traditionally been used as a detoxifying agent and to treat the flu and the cold uh, and other uh respiratory illnesses so it's a very timely crystal uh to have around uh if if you feel like you want a talisman a magical talisman to help ward off uh this COVID-19 I'm not going to ever suggest that you can uh cure medical conditions with crystals never suggest that but those of us in spiritual uh arena uh, those of us who practice spiritual um, traditions, uh, we believe that uh, the physical world can be affected in a positive way by the contemplation and meditation on crystals. And that this can give you an edge. It can give you a slight edge. You, you're not, you know, don't be like the idiot woman who, uh, the video is viral now. She's walking around, driving around saying, I don't, I don't need to protect myself from COVID-19 because I'm bathed in the blood of Jesus. Um, don't be like her. You know, don't carry a crystal and say, well, I don't need to wear my mask, wear my gloves because I have a crystal. That's not what we're saying here. Uh, this is a spiritual protection, not a, uh, not a antiviral, uh, you know, not a, a vaccine. So, um, uh, 
but we believe that there's a spiritual advantage to be had in this practice. Um, so uh, going away from that, because that is a very dangerous ground to walk on, the, uh, uh, the self course is very good for uh, a rejuvenation of spirit. Uh, being yellow uh, works on the solar plexus chakra uh, and uh, rejuvenates your energy, gives you a burst of joy, a burst of uh, energy, but also because of the sulfur, it's an explosive and uh, fracturing type of energy. Uh, not like citrine, which is warm. This stuff's like dynamite. So uh, uh, most people can handle it. I wouldn't do it if you were in a fragile mood. Uh, uh, you know, this is like your uh, blockbuster. If citrine is your road opener, uh, sulfur quartz is your blockbuster. It goes boom and knocks away those uh, uh, obstacles. So um, <clears throat> not not a bad stone to have handy if you feel like you're stuck in a rut you're uh, in a negative cycle of habit and you just want to blow it out of the way. Uh, I think it's a very handy stone to have if you're a healer or a spiritual worker uh, at all. And uh, plus they're very pretty. You can get them in a, they look like a lime yellow uh, all the way to really bright yellow. You know, just look around and see what you can find. Uh, that's sulfur quartz. Very, very interesting thing. And here's where I'd like to have some segue music going da 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 as we go on to another part of the show. And one of these days, I'm actually going to get around to doing that if uh, I can ever get around to it. Um, my life is—I uh, live my life on a tightrope. Uh, you know, it's like I do. If you saw my—if you saw my calendar, uh, I'm, I am book solid uh, with consultations every day of the week. Um, virtually from the time I get up to about four o'clock. And, you know, then I have a family, right? You know, I'm raising, we're raising our, uh, uh, our, uh, granddaughter who's just about a hair away from being a savage. And, uh, then, uh, you know, she's home from school now, right? For what, three weeks now? It seems like it's been three years. And, uh, so, uh, you know, it's like, when, when do I have time to do these other things? I say, well, I'd like to, I have friends. I'd like to come and do, I have friends that are in the professional acting who have the, they have these wonderful voices, you know, they talk like this. And I'd like to have them come and do voiceovers and segues. And I say, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars, man. Because, you know, they're actors, right? They, they, it's like they, they, they eat cat food and stuff, you know, in between gigs. So they'd love a hundred dollars to come do voice work. But when, when am I going to do it? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I have people right now, right now, this very moment. My, my phone's going ding, ding. Can you do a reading right now? Ding, ding. Can I call you for a reading? Ding, ding. And, you know, I've got like an auto. I'm do, You know I do my show right now, right? Oh, you do a radio show? Ding, ding. You know, yes. Every Tuesday for like five years now. Yes. So, you know, I'm sorry I don't have Segway music and uh, bells and whistles and uh, uh, announcers and things. I just don't have the time. You know, this is all me. You know, I do all this. I do it all. And, uh Anyway, enough self-pity. I'm wallowing here in self-pity. Um, if you go to uh, crystalsilenceleague.org and go to the prayer page, you see that we get hundreds of prayers. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It's, wow. Um, we get anywhere between 100 and 200 prayers a week easily. And uh, just while I've been standing, sitting here talking to you, uh, the page has refreshed itself three or four times. And uh my goodness, uh, 
it's just amazing. But we, we pray for all of you, everyone who uh, uh, submits prayers. And, and, you know, so many people have posted prayers that the page just crashed. The page has literally just crashed, and I had to refresh it. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's incredible. Uh, we're so inundated with prayers. Uh, of course, these times have um, created situations where people are uh, out of work. Uh, many people are looking at uh, losing their homes, um, et cetera. So prayer more than ever is needed and more than prayers, uh, actually reaching out and helping people. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and pray for some of these folks. If you want to join me, you can go to that page and we do not use names. We always use prayer ID. We're anonymous here. So uh, prayer ID 92180 who sends prayers for all. It says, let us be blessed, protected by good spirits, ancestors, love to you. And thank you, Saints Anthony, Espedes, Jude, Michael, Saints Martin, de Porres, Francis of Assisi. Amen. And then um, prayer ID 92180, who says, I have suffered so much loss over the years until last month. So often I'd heard about the afterlife and that people or pets we have known do not really die. My prayer is that hopefully I can easily learn how to see into the afterlife, but also be able to pick up their presence when they're here and from the other side and with ease, even in my sleep. Also, I would like to learn how to drive like a pro and be blessed with my own vehicle. Thank you all. Amen. And prayer ID 92179, I pray that my estranged husband can wake up and see the pain he's causing myself and our children. I pray that he wakes and has tremendous remorse for the suffering we've endured from his selfish choices. I pray he sees the error of his ways and sees that the new people he surrounds his time with as the unholy and morally wrong that they are. I pray he will ask me for his forgiveness and awaken his love for our family. Amen. And prayer ID 92175. He says, EB prays for a business boost, a rewarding income for hard work, better closure, and happy clients. Amen. And then we have prayer ID 92173, who says, please pray for me. My body has been going through some changes. Please, I'm 51 years old, and I want to live a very long life. If anybody wishes me not well, let it be returned back to the senders. I need all prayers for mental healing, please, in Jesus' name. My back, legs, spine, chest, head, eyes, and please, in Jesus' name, amen. Then we have a few more here. The the page is having difficulties. I think we're being inundated with uh, prayers. Um, let's see what we can... Okay, let's refresh it again. This is... Uh, we are really getting some stuff. Uh, prayer ID 92172. Heavenly Father, forgive all of our sins. Me, husband, daughter, shower your blessings of grace, mercy, knowledge, wisdom, and good health, protection, peace, love, joy on my daughter. Touch, heal her mind, body, and soul completely. Provide her needs, help her in study, guide her. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Protect me from all evil and illness. Destroy all evil plans against us. Protect us from evil, illness, and infection. In Jesus' name, amen. 
and prayer ID 92170, healed from depression, from ADD, from anxiety and procrastination, that my daughter finds joy in her creativity, can monetize this joy and reap love from it, finds happiness in music and art and shares it with the world. Amen. Prayer ID 92165. Let us be blessed and protected by good spirits. Please send blessings and joy, good spirits, to my family and me and help us be harmonious. Amen. And prayer ID 92163. Please help me get the money I need and be guided how to properly pay the spirits. And help me pay St. Expedi and St. Anthony and St. Jude and St. Michael and St. Martin de Porres and Francis of Assisi. Amen. Why don't we take a... Uh, few moments of silent prayer and meditation for everybody who's in need of comfort and prayer and calm in this time of crisis. Amen. Bless us all. Bless us all. We've talked a little bit in the past about the uh, four branches of crystallomancy, and when it comes down to it, we're talking about induction. We're talking about uh, induction at a distance, and we're talking about induction at close range, and the most powerful form of this is self-induction, which is when you get to the very bottom line is the secret of all magic, and that is faith. And faith is self-induction. This is the idea that if we can harness the power of belief and the power of faith, 
we can truly do anything. Um, the story in the Bible with Jesus is that he went into the wood and went to the woods, went to the wilderness, went to the desert uh, for an extended period of time. Then he came back and he heard that his friend Lazarus was dead and he wept. He said, Jesus wept. And then he, he uh, said, Lazarus, he said, and this was something he said. He said, he's not dead. He's only asleep. Now, he, he didn't say that um, frivolously. That was not something he just tossed off. He said, he's not dead. He's only asleep. The Lazarus come forth, and Lazarus came from the tomb, and he'd been dead for a little while in the desert. Um, so you have to imagine that there had been some deterioration of the body that had to reverse itself. But as Jesus said, he was not dead. He was asleep. He said, he was not, he's not dead. He's asleep because in spiritualism, we, we deny the idea of death. Um, we know that there's a part of us that is real and a part of us is not. And the part of us is not real is the body. One of the delusions we have. And, uh, even in Buddhism, you know, the three delusions that we mistake the, uh, the permanent for the impermanent, the lovely for the unlovely, and uh, the uh, 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 the uh, self for the not self. So uh, the um, the idea is that we mistake the body for the real thing, and um, the soul is the uh, uh, the wispy thing. The uh, in spiritualism, we see it the other way around. The body is something like you put on like a suit of clothes and uh, it wears out. Like you do an old pair of underwear, uh, an old T-shirt. You know, just it gets it gets old and tattered. And you take it off, and you toss it off. And even in the Bhagavad Gita, it said uh, the uh, disembodied soul dons new bodies as do would a god. What we what we understand is that. Um, we get very anxious when uh, this this body is threatened, um, which is what we're seeing now. You know what we're seeing now. We're we're afraid of uh, of a little bug that we can't even see with the naked eye. We can't even see. It requires a uh, uh, a tremendously powerful medical instrument to even see the thing. We're terrified of it. We're terrified of it, and we and we should be scared. We should be caught, not scared, but we should be cautious. We should take uh, uh, measures to protect ourselves. But do you understand that um, when I was in high school in the '70s, there's this thing called mutual assured discussion. Uh, mutual uh, mutual <laughs> discussion mutual. Destruction, although discussion was the same. Mutual assured destruction. It's funny what the old mind does. Uh, my my brain is complete oatmeal tonight. There's no what's going to come out of my mouth. Uh, Tuesdays my days where I usually take off and do candle labels, and I will tell you that from the time I got up today, I have been torn in 16 different directions. I'm like a a cart with a team of wild horses, everyone trying to go in a different direction. There's there's been nothing but chaos all day long. I've been I've had so many irons in the fire, there's not even a fire anymore. So no telling what's going to come out of my mouth tonight. Mutual assured destruction. Uh, Russia and America had the doomsday clock. 
at about a second before midnight and uh, uh, Khrushchev and uh, Nixon, their fingers trembling on the button. And when I was in high school, it was just assumed that we were all going to be blown up. And I live uh, even now about 30 miles from Oak Ridge National Laboratory, which they say, yeah, yeah, the nuclear reactor can't melt down. But do you know that uh, much, if not most, of the nation's fissionable weapons-grade nuclear material, a hillside bunker in Oak Ridge? A lot of people don't know that. I know it because I used to work at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. It is a major military target. And one of the first places it's going to be hit is right there. So uh, I had an office uh, long after I retired from um, working uh, as a gearhead, and I could look out my window toward Oak Ridge. And I thought every morning I'd wake up and say, well, you know, is the sky uh, (laughs) a mushroom cloud? Is the sky orange? You know, is it, um, uh, you know, once you see that mushroom cloud, you have – Oh, about 40 seconds before the wave hits you and you're uh, incinerated, um, you know, while I have time. And and that's really how I thought about it, because of when when you're young like that, when we were in uh, elementary school, we did the duck and cover under the desk. And, you know, they showed us the Trinity and beyond stuff, you know, where they uh, showed the footage and what, what there was of Hiroshima. And I was a smart kid, even in first grade. I said, that's a nuclear bomb. And it gets 40,000 degrees centigrade at ground zero and, you know, Fahrenheit at ground zero. And I thought, and we're under wooden desks surrounded by books in a wooden building. (laughs) And and this is supposed to protect us from from a nuclear bomb. (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, we, you might as well just be standing outside waving at it as being un, under your wooden desk, you know, next to the library full of books in a wooden schoolhouse, right? So uh, it was it was just a a uh, artificial reassurance. It's artificial reassurance, and yeah, uh, you know, it's something to do in time of crisis, and. So while we're uh, talking about um, a proper reaction to uh, a crisis like this, panic is not one of them. Uh, Doomsday scenarios is not one of them. Um, What is a proper reaction to this is how am I going to adapt to it? And what do I need to do to adapt to this? Uh, denial is not one of them. Uh, at, at a time like this, we don't know what information we're getting. Is good information? Uh, what information we're getting is exaggerated information? I I was asking, uh, being an ex-engineer, I'm suspicious of statistics that don't come from good information. Statistics can really throw you uh, low number statistics uh, a very uh, pernicious misleading thing you have to have large numbers before st- statistics mean anything if you have low numbers your statistics don't mean anything that that's a 
studies that have low numbers, statistics don't mean anything. I have large numbers over time for statistics to mean anything. And I don't know what the statistics of this COVID-19 mean. If someone dies of flu, if someone dies of bronchitis, if someone dies of pneumonia, and they test positive for uh, um, um, COVID-19, if the corpse tests positive, are they lumped in with the people who died of COVID-19? I don't know. I don't know. Now, I was told by uh, someone who works in the uh, medical profession that, yes, if someone dies of pneumonia, if someone dies of bronchitis, if someone dies of the flu, and they test positive for COVID-19, yes, they put in those statistics. So are we getting statistics? I don't know. Or are these numbers that we're getting about the COVID-19 deaths uh, modulated by the standard number of people who die this time of year from flu and pneumonia and other bronchial deaths? I don't know. So I don't know how to make a proper decision about this, but I do know how to stay safe during a time of communicable disease. And I also have a tendency, uh, all my life I've done this, is to visualize worst-case scenarios and plan obsessively against them. It's not out of fear. It's what I do. And uh, you know, this is why, and I told a client of mine, um, I, I said, how come these big companies that are million million dollars, uh, people ask, how come these companies are worth billions of dollars? Now, uh, they're facing they're bankruptcy. Well, if you, if you know how businesses work, uh, you understand that because uh, – a company could ha a company could be worth a billion dollars and money in uh, assets or loans or uh, um, it's been reinvested back in the company. They don't have a billion dollars in the bank. That's not how companies work. And uh, uh, you know, a, a multi-billion-dollar company could have soluble assets available that would run them for a couple of months before they'd have to start liquidating their assets and declaring bankruptcy. Um, someone like me, on the other hand, who plans for a worst case scenario, and I was telling a client about this the other day, uh, I have available funds where if I live frugally and I do, um, I'm, I'm good for a year. I'm good for a year because I have always expected society to crumble at some point since I was, you know, I'm an old hippie. We've been planning the end of the world for or expecting the end of the world since I was 18. Um, so uh, I, I've kept an emergency fund rather than blowing all my money. Um, I, I've rather than uh, live an extravagant lifestyle, I live a very frugal lifestyle and I put my money up. Uh, so I, I basically about a year. I got about a year uh, before I would have to, uh, I mean, I could stop working today and live a year. That's without hitting my IRA. And if I hit my IRA, then let's say I'm 60. Realistically, I could live another 10 years. My IRA might carry me for that, maybe. Um, so, yeah.
that's without hitting my social security if I have any. So, but you know, how many people have thought ahead that much? I don't know. Um, so we, uh, yes, there, there uh, definitely there would be a, um, a, a diminution of uh, <laughs> of warm bodies around. That's for sure. So going back to our original um, uh, thing here, nobody makes good decisions when they're panicking and when they're angry and when they're um, when they have a lack of faith in their ability to survive. Doubt paralyzes. Doubt deadens your mind and doubt destroys. So rather than saying to yourself, um, I can't do this, we, we have to say, how can I do this? How am I going to do this? And if you have faith that you're going to, you know, you have faith that you can do this, you'll, you activate your brain and your brain is, uh, is the greatest thing in the universe. It's the most powerful tool you have. It's, uh, it's, uh, everything that exists in the world today, good or bad has been the product of a brain, right? Everything good and bad. It's the product of a brain. Your, your, and your faith will energize your brain. Your faith will create great things. Um, it will restore your soul. Faith will impart limitless power to you. And the creative potential of the brain, of the human mind, which activates the brain itself, the mind activates the brain, it's limitless. It's, it's, a, it's a beyond measure. And faith is the wellspring of that. Belief is the cornerstone of success, and it could get to the point where belief is going to be the cornerstone of survival. And faith is truly the elixir of life. It's Faith is what empowers your personality. This is the difference between a charismatic individual and a dullard is faith. And the difference between a courageous person and a coward it's faith. This is the key to your spiritual storehouse. It's faith. It's belief. And if you have the faith of a mustard seed, when Jesus said, Lazarus, come, come forth, and Lazarus emerged from that tomb, and the people that saw it were dumbfounded, Jesus turned to them and said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed... You could do this too. Faith the size of a mustard seed. You could do this too. What I have done, you could do too. The mistake of the uh, the modern Christians is that they say Jesus is God. And I can't do what he did. Jesus said, I am the son of man. And what I did, you could do too. And if you say that, oh, it's blasphemy, it's blasphemy. No, it's not. It's, it's right there. It's right there. You read your Bible. It's right there. What I have done, you can do too if you had faith, the power, and the size of a mustard seed. So in the mystery of all religion, I don't care. Name, name the religion. Pull it out of a hat. Is is faith. And and faith that is so ingrained that it's, it's subconscious. It activates subconsciously. You don't even have to uh, summon it. You don't even have to say, okay, okay, I'm going to believe this because uh, – Affirmations that are recited uh, out of rote, you know, you look in the mirror and say, uh, 
okay, I'm going to give this a try. Okay, I believe this will, I believe it'll happen. I believe I had, that's not going to do it. It's, this faith has got to be so ingrained in you that it's a function of the subconscious. Your soul has to have it. Your spirit has to have it. It's absolute. It's limitless. It's unfailing and it's permanent. And then you have the power spirit. And the spirit has power. Your subconscious self is your real self. That's your true self. It's not the stuff that society's taught you, not what your parents taught you, not what you have told yourself you are. This is your true self. This is the this is the luminous mind that Buddha spoke of. Mind all luminous without feature. Is how he described it. All your potential, all your possibilities, all your successes, victories, and realizations come through the subconscious faith. And I don't care. You're old, your body's creaky, your body's tired, your joints hurt. Your subconscious faith, though, is young and luminous and strong. And faith in this subconscious, this faith, which comes to us through spirit, opens up a whole new line of possibilities and mental prospects. It's a powerful thing. And prayer is a way to access it. Prayer, meditation, a way to access this. It's a powerful conduit. And all I ask of anybody is to quit listening to fear-based messages. Don't be like the foolish woman who says, well, I'm washing the blood of Jesus, so I don't have to take precautions, you know, I'm sorry, the, the world is real. You know, there, there are real dangers out there. If she's washing the blood of Jesus, uh, stand in front of a gun and let someone pull the trigger and see if the blood of Jesus is going to uh, stop the bullet. No, no, it's not how the world works. Not how the world works. Not how the world works. But forget your fears and forget your deficiencies and forget the past you know, the past is there for a reason. You know, don't don't go back there again. Go away with the fears. Trust yourself. Trust spirit. And be indomitable. And faith that all is well and all is well and all will be well. And because this is a real world and bills must be paid, we have station identification. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And we're back. So it's written in the scriptures. It's written in the scriptures. I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. 
and I mean, can you believe it? Can you believe it, though? Can you believe it? Yes, you can believe it because inside each of us, uh, let's backtrack. We we had a series here about about God power, and as long as we think God is a person, uh, some old man that we can appeal to, like Santa Claus, and ask for wishes, we're not we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. And many people, many many people listening, they're going to go, "Oh no, God," because we were brought up by you know possibly well-meaning parents um, in such a way that we we don't want to hear anything about God now. You know, we just don't, and uh, it was it left a bad taste in our mouth because we were taught a judgmental God. Um, but we took another look at God and thought about God as law. God is the laws that govern the universe. God is the creative law, that God is creation, that creation itself is God. The creative laws are what we're talking about when we mention God call higher power, the divine mind, consciousness of the universe, and that the uh, attempts of mystics to explain this, to uh, communicate this creative essence, this divine mind, um, uh, has personified it, but science itself talks about the laws of creation, and that too is what we mean by God law. That when the Big Bang occurred, let there be light was how it was described in scripture, but talking about the same thing when things came into creation by law, laws of physics, we're talking about God law, same thing, different language. We're not, we're not saying that there was a, uh, uh, an old man that clay, we're saying natural processes brought us into being. We're not saying, I don't know if it was a serpent in the garden of Eden or a parrot. If there was an Adam or an Eve, we're talking about man setting himself in opposition to the laws of creation and creating chaos. You see, we don't have to take the stories literally. If you start to take them literally, you fall into conflict, and that's never any good. However, I know that all things are possible through law, God law. You know, all things are possible with God. All things possible with God law. I believe this. I accept it. I accept it wholeheartedly. I know that this God law, this God power, this power of creation uh, in me can turn the darkest day into light. It can make crooked things straight. I can be lifted up in my consciousness. Of, uh, it can heal my mind, body, heal my affairs. I know that this principle that we understand in new thought of divine mind, of God law, that is within me and without me, this power within and this power without, responds correspondingly to the amount of faith and trust I put in it. The religious person says, my father doth the works. I know that if you're in touch with life, if you're in touch with love, you're in trust, in touch with truth, you're in touch with the beauty that exists within you and without you, you align yourself with that infinite principle of love and life that's within you and without you. I know that harmony and health and peace are expressed 
in my body, in your body, and in the world. And as as I live and as I move and act with the assumption of my perfect health, it becomes actual. I imagine and feel the reality of this perfect state of health and well-being, and I feel myself filled with this sense of peace, well-being, and love, and all I can say, even though I don't know who I'm talking to, all I can say is, thank you, thank you, Father God. And you might want to say, thank you, Mother Goddess. You might want to say, thank you, uh, you know, Mistress Cat. <laughs> you might want to say, thank you, Fire Hydrant. Whatever manifestation you want to feel that gratitude for, for your life, the uh, the prayer that um, I remember I used to uh, really enjoy was uh, I was a member of this New Age group, and we had a fellow, his name was Cyrus Big Shield. I don't know where he is now. And uh, we'd ask him to pray for the uh, drum circle uh, in our uh, New Age group. And he would say, thank you, Grandfather, for our lives. And that was it. And what more sincere prayer can you really give? You know, thank you, whoever you are out there, grandfather, father, mother, grandmother, God, goddess, for my life. Thank you for my life. And I positively believe in his healing power. I positively believe in it. I've been low and I've been brought high. My consciousness and subconscious mind perfectly agree with it Uh, there's no uh, uh, discontinuity between my consciousness and my conscious thought I accept this statement of truth that I affirm and I do it every day Uh, I've had bad days you know I've had days I just said this this day was a shit sandwich but I'll, I'll sit down and think you know it was a shit sandwich and I had to eat it but I made it through and I wouldn't have made it through if it hadn't been for this healing power and I go to bed after that shit day, and uh, and I just think, thank you for my life. You know, if I, you know, thank you for my life today. And uh, if it's your will that I pass in my sleep, you know, so be it. But if it's your will, I wake up tomorrow. Thank you for tomorrow. The words I speak are true. These words I speak are from the Spirit. And these words are solid as iron. And I will decree, I will decree now that this healing power, this healing power, call it what you will, God, spirit, divine mind, the universe, is transforming not only my body and making me whole, but your body and making you whole, this nation and making it whole, and this world and making it whole, pure and perfect, that what's happening now we don't understand it, but it's a necessary, I believe, and there's a deep certainty in me that I have faith, that this faith is manifesting in a sense of right, righteousness, and I'm guided by this wisdom that I feel in all matters that no matter how badly our leaders handle this, uh, 
no matter what kind of disinformation is being spread by media, that the love of God, the love of spirit, the love that we feel for each other flows in a transcendent beauty and loveliness through my mind and my body, through your mind and your body, through all of us, and it will transform and restore and energize every atom of our beings. And I sense this peace that passeth understanding, and it will be the glorious spirit that surrounds us all. And I rest forever in that sense that the everlasting arms of the Creator surround us. Amen, and so must it be. And if you find God in the sanctuary of your own soul, you find that God is life, you find that life is your life. God is not a body. God is not a person. God is a shapeless, timeless, and ageless force of creation. I, I see God in my mind's eye, and when I do see God in my mind's eye, I see a vast infinity and that vast infinity loves me back. And through this understanding, I sense because of the way I think. I'm, I'm an engineer trapped in a mystic's body. I see the answer to a mathematical problem. I see God as, a, as the answer to a very complex mathematical problem. And that gives me a great sense of peace and poise and power. Because I know the atheists and the skeptics say, well, if there is a God, why does he allow these things? And I can just say, you don't get it. You don't get it. That's like saying, if there are laws of physics, why is there a nuclear explosion? You know, you don't get it. There is a God, and he is the answer to a mathematical problem, or it is the answer to a mathematical problem. You know, that, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. If there's biology, why are there amoebas? You know, that's just dumb. That's, that's, as Buddha would say, that's a wrong question. You know, people would ask Buddha stupid questions, and he would say, that's wrong. That's a wrong question. He wouldn't even answer it. He would just say, that's a wrong question. That's not the question you should be, at, be asking. <laughs> so you don't, you don't find God in questions like that. That's not a question where you find God. If there is a God, why this? That's not how you find God. You find God in the sanctuary of your own and your own soul. Um, you find God in the sanctuary of your own consciousness. You don't find God by asking dumb questions that you know make you feel like you're asking smart questions. Um, that's like a little kid losing his bubble gum and saying, "Ah, oh, there's a God. Why did I lose my bubble gum?" You know, it, it's it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. You find God in the sanctuary of the quiet of your mind. God is life. If there's not a God, why is there life? Uh, you know, because God is life. Life is God. That's uh, dumb. Um, I know God's not a body. God's not some old guy, some consciousness that sits on a cloud somewhere and judges me. How's that awareness through this feeling of peace, poise, and infinite power? And this feeling of joy and peace and goodwill that I find in me in spite of my flaws as a human where I'm judgmental and angry and selfish and greedy is where I find God that in spite of all that, 
I have as a human being that I, I recognize. In spite of that, I can rise above that. And it's not me rising above it. It's something within me that's better than me. And the existence of that thing in me that's better than me is the only argument I need, that there's a divine mind, a source of creation, something better and bigger than I am. That is the interior, the part of me that goes on, the goodness in me that I know when I set aside this garment that is my fallible body will continue my goodness that goes on. That is the Holy Spirit of God that we talk about. And the Spirit's now flowing through me and around me and healing and making my body whole, pure, and perfect. I have complete power over this. And that's what the wonderful thing is. So my thoughts of peace and power and health are sourced through this power of God to be realized now. And as it says in the scriptures, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And there are times in the quiet of my mind when I'm in utter peace, I have seen and I have felt his presence it is wonderful. And if there is a face of God, it's me and you. Good God, take care of yourself, guys. You know, the Reverend loves you. We'll see you, uh, if not next week. Take care. Keep that distance. Don't let the virus get you. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.